me better than the last me. All I've been fit was spreading the truth and compassion. And whenever they ask him, I be, I be, I be praising. You just heard Praisin from the album The Intro by Denise LaShawn. Go check out Denise LaShawn's music on Spotify or any other music site. Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories of people from all walks of life. And my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. Okay, y'all, we have two wonderful guy guests on the show today. Yep, that's right. I have brought in the guys. Today, I have two guests at the same time. We talked to Jermaine Phillips and Terrence Chapman. In this conversation, we talk about what it means to be a man and when you reach that mantle of manhood. We also talk about the insecurities men sometimes face in marriage and relationships and why that happens. We talk about a really hard topic of what it's like to also be black men in America. This is all men day and I'm so excited. Just a disclaimer, we go off topic pretty much 90% of the time and there's so much laughter. So I hope you can follow along and I hope you enjoy my conversation with them. Hi, everybody. So today I have two awesome guests with me, and they're going to introduce themselves and say kind of a fun fact about themselves. But these are actually our first two guys ever on the show. So say hello. What's up, y'all? What's up, What's up? I represent for the guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. So y'all are going to each introduce yourself. Um, First, last name, where you're from. So people know where you're from, and then a fun fact about yourself. So whoever wants to go first. All right. My name is uh, Terrence Chapman. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. You heard me? <laughs> um, fun fact. Uh, like you know, I, I turn it on real quick. For you. Uh, fun fact about me. You know, being a Southern boy, I actually lived in the Northeast for about a year. Where? So, uh, uh, Maine, actually. Maine. Yeah, Maine. Okay. Yeah, Maine. Crazy. How long year? Your whole year. Well, eight months. Like kind of school year time, so yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah it was real cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was about to say, how's the weather different? Terrible, <laughs> terrible. I see. I got dudes out there. It's like I'm in this thing. Park it up, right? I got. <laughs> I'm in there walking backwards. I see a dude outside. He in shorts, t-shirt, flip flops, throwing a frisbee, yeah. in like nine degree weather. I'm like, you know what? This is next level. I'm not cut off of this. So. I just graciously took myself back down to the south, and I'm here now, so yeah. Awesome, okay. (laughs) You introduce yourself, I'm not even going to say your name. My name is Jermaine Phillips, I lost my hat. Um, (laughs) I was, uh, I was, y'all had a hat? I don't know where it went. Um, (laughs) I was, uh, I was, my dad's military, so I was born in Queens, New York. Oh, nice. Um, And then we moved to Cali, Germany, I spent most of my life in San Antonio, South to claim San Antonio. All right. Um, And interesting fact about me, I guess, uh, 
I'm kind of a, I'm like a Afro Latino, I guess. Okay. Uh, my dad is Panamanian. Oh. Born in Panama. I didn't know that. Yeah, my mom is Trinidadian. Okay. Uh, born in the Caribbean, and they came to a place where everybody from out of the country comes. New York. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came into the picture. So yeah, that's me. Have you ever been to? I've been to Panama. Okay. It's beautiful. It's amazing in Panama. I gotta, I gotta get to but, the I haven't been to Trinidad yet. I can't go. I'm not mature enough. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean you're not mature enough to go? Oh, man. I see them videos. Yeah, you probably not. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not mature enough. That's probably not you. I'll go and not come back. Anyways, okay. So, because y'all are the first guys on the show ever, we, so I had... Well, mostly women, because mo- it's been mostly women on the show. So I have people kind of sending questions that they want to know about men. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, right. So some, some of them are really serious. Some of them are just really fun. Um, so those are the questions I'm going to post for you today. So I hope you're excited. Yeah, we represent all mankind right now. Exactly. <laughs> all mankind. Um, um, um. <laughs> so really? the first, first, but this is, the first question is just really fun. If I got in your car right now, what would I hear? What music would I hear? Right now, I was playing to need the band. As we're looked at as the dominant species on Earth, is so it, what comes with the take. But right before that was like a little boozy. So oh, okay, okay, okay both so, good. So right now, so you get, like right now, and this is what I see coming in. You know, the ratchetness and righteousness intersection. Uh, I you'll actually hear uh, Torrin Wells when uh, when Go we ahead, pray. Little yeah. baby Israel, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> he hit high notes too. Yeah, when the church, Wait, are, are you going to sing those high notes? Uh, not okay. <laughs> not not for this, but no, not, not for, for this, this podcast. Page, you know, you okay. Know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? Okay. Well, oh, oh, hey, you know, I can stop. No, I know. I'm done. I'm those done. are good. Those are good. Good music. Good music. Okay. So now we're really going to get into the questions. Okay. okay. So the first question I have for both of y'all, and so I want y'all to answer these from your experience, so you can look at your own story or in your life, that kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you to you does it mean to be a man? Mm-hmm. So that's the first part of the question. And when do you think you hit that mantle of manhood? Mm, wow. Dang it. Yeah, so you can take time, you know, to think about it. But... Come out with the most... Dang. That's like the hardest question yeah. that you can ask a man. Man, yes. Like, you know... Um, Just to you. For me, personally, though, to be a man, um, to me, manhood is when you become responsible for yourself mm. and potentially others. When you can actually be responsible for yourself and okay. others. Um, so it's not a... It's not necessarily an age yeah. mm. that you reach. It's mm. a, it's a yeah. mindset mm. that you reach sooner or later. Um, so it can be as early as 13, 14, yeah. and it can be as late as never. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, that's good. That's, yeah, that's true. Okay, so you said responsibility. Yeah, pretty much a, a, a thing of you can be responsible. You are responsible, not even you can be. You are responsible for yourself and for others, or maybe for others, can be for others. Okay, do you think your life experiences affect what how you define manhood absolutely like, okay yeah, okay why absolutely. um i mean for when i grew up i'm, I'm i grew up with my dad yeah uh, he was in my life my whole life um and he um since i grew up with him he shaped what i thought a man would look like You're right um and but my dad just being honest he didn't have a great dad yeah his dad was trash um so he did a much better job than his dad but it was still his dad didn't help teach him how to be man he just kind of just learned yeah on his own and the, really the biggest thing my dad took even with my answer you hear is provide right in my household a man provides right was the thing to do as far as like nurturing training mm-hmm. teaching uh 
cleaning, helping, cooking. You don't do none of that. Yeah. But he provides. He gonna right. work. He gonna make sure that there's a head of there's food over your, on your plate. There's a, a uh, what's that thing called? Roof. Yeah. Roof over, over your head. head. <laughs> over your head. And you got some, some, some kind of clothes in your back. Yeah. And you got some Payless shoes. Be thankful. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hey, you got shoot. something. Um. So in my house, that's why I was saw my dad provided. Right. But um. For me, though, that's why I add in the responsible part because it's more than just providing. Right. It's that you generally are taking care of yourself, like the providing part, but responsibility carries everything. Right. So that's why I say that, at least for me. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Terrence. Yeah. I'll try to, um, actually, I'll piggyback on a lot of what uh, Jermaine said. Uh, Basically, my definition of being a man would be uh, whenever this comes, right, and Jermaine is right, it can be as early as uh, 13, 14, 18, or whatever, uh, latest never, uh, but whenever a man uh, owns his Y chromosome, that is that is when I, I believe the makers of a man. What right? does that mean? Basically, basically what it means is what Jermaine said, yeah, right? Okay. Responsibility. You know what? I am like, you know, again, I'm going to say this not in a negative way, but I am like the dominant species on earth, right? You know, so therefore with that, you know, uh, to quote Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility. So if I am that way uh, and I'm taking ownership in that, um, mm-hmm. that's when I believe that a man has finally become a man. And yeah. uh, and again, that's a that's a process, you know, that, that happens through experiences, as, as you may mention, through... Um, mentorship through looking up to other men. Uh, mm-hmm. I know for me in particularly, uh, my background is I, unlike Jermaine, I really didn't have a father growing up. Right. Uh, my father left when I was about twelve. Man, don't throw my. I had a dad. Don't throw my dad in the bus. I said unlike Jermaine. Oh, oh. <laughs> unlike Jermaine. Hold on now. Wait a minute. I apologize. I'm just hurt. Hey, that right tied too tight. Man. That's, that's what's going on. Off my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Anyway, uh, so I had to learn from uh, male role models. From uh, figures where you know my mom, you know my mom served as kind of mom and dad, but she would always point me to hey, other role models. Other role models. Hey, you know, look at this. You know, either pastor or teacher or someone. Look mm-hmm. up to this person and aspire to be like this person. Uh, and kind of in that narrative, I mean, again, I didn't want to be a carbon copy of anybody else because you know, you know, why you know be a copy when when, when you know when you're made to be you know, an original and to stand out. So, but but hey, you know, <laughs> but I, I kind of picked and you know chose from from various other uh, from a bunch of different. Um, you know, role models and, and figures. So, uh, but yeah, but anyway, just to answer the question, uh, yeah, it's just that ownership, as Jermaine said. And also, too, not so much only just providing, yes, providing, but sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're in a situation where you have to uh, do more than just provide, it's kind of like whatever... How do I say this? The humble approach would be to do, like, whatever is necessary to to provide yes for your family but also to uh, give your family a vision for where the family yeah. is going yeah like what's patriarch. our family yeah patriarch yeah like what's yeah. our family values what's our family vision you know okay I think that's good so I'm gonna go to the provide part because I think so what can you explain like can you expand on that because let's say for an instance I mean there are instances where so now this is probably more specifically a marriage but where like obviously a man can lose their job or they can't or just what they're doing is like the wife can be essentially the breadwinner or that kind of thing and so and i know for like my household you know i always saw my dad leading even though my mom in certain scenes of life was making more money and so i think that could be uh, or you know the breadwinner quote unquote and so i think 
sometimes that can be um, for a man who, you know, certain situations, if they're just, if all they're thinking is provide and then something happens, their identity, I feel like, can get lost. Can get lost. Can can you expand on, like, if you believe, like, the providing, can I expand on what that word means? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to go first? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, so, yeah, like you, like you said, uh, Margaret, it's just, as a man, what comes with the territory is, is that, okay, you have everything you need to take over the world, basically, right? So, with your job, with your skills, with your talents, um, you're supposed to use that to, you know, be the person that your family looks up to for support, the person that your family looks up to for safety, um, and when that's taken away, yes, it kind of goes along with your identity. It's like, okay, well, I can't support my family. I can't. Uh, I can provide. I can't be there for my family. So why am I? So again, I'm not trying to get too deep now. But some, you know, guys would end up kind of struggling. Like, hey, well, why am I even? You know, what's the point? You know. Right. And then there's a lack of motivation and to. Or pressure, um, just this pressure. Or, 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 or pressure, or pressure uh, for sure. Pressure, lack of motivation to the even... Pressure can lead to lack of motivation. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, pressure some can guys. lead to lack of motivation? Yeah, okay, some guys. explain that. Because some guys, what will happen um, is that because they can only do this and they get with a, a successful woman, a woman who maybe has a master's or a bachelor's, has a great job, has moved up, is making a lot of money, mm-hmm. okay? All that amount of money that most people do not make, but they still have a good job. They might be a garbage man. They might work for the post office. They have a good job, but the reality is their wife makes double what they make. Right. And there's no way they're going to reach their wife unless they're some jerks. Yeah. Right? That's the only option to get where they're at. And for some guys, the pressure of not feeling like I can't reach you, like you don't necessarily need me, which is not true, but this is what starts to go through guys' minds. You don't necessarily need me. You can do what you need to do to the house. I can't come and tell you what we need to do with this money because you're the one who made the money in the first right. place anyway. Right. If you ever come to me and be like, I'm the one who made this check anyway, you can't really say nothing to that statement. You yeah. got to just come with some nonsense about this is our family. Yeah. We work together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that do us part, babe. That yeah. do us part. <laughs> Which is true, but it's the, the pride for some guys will kick in and that can really either do two things. I think either cause them to humble himself mm. and uh, go about it. So we're understanding that we are a unit and it's just the reality she makes more or the pride will kick in and he might either push harder mm-hmm. to try to do that or even fight the girl on her job or like Terrence said just crumble under pressure Yeah, and you'll see guys who they just kind of break down they don't want to work they don't want to do nothing and they become sorry and the female can't understand why mm-hmm. Yeah, this dude mm-hmm. became sorry and it's sometimes sad because they feel like they can't they can't surpass their woman yeah yeah, she's stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was gonna say, do you, do you? So the deeper thing for that, do you think, is more of just like an insecurity thing? Yes, yes, absolutely. an insecurity absolutely. thing. That insecurity and ignorance. Ignorance <laughs> yes. on on their part. Well, not a bad ignorance. Yeah, yeah, and Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's good you say that because I think that for me as a woman, sometimes that's hard to understand because you know, from a woman's side, it's like there are certain giftings that I have or certain things that I feel called to do or want to do that sometimes you're like or you in in a relationship guys might be threatened by that you know because it's a sense of of where I'm going or where I'm at compared to where they are at mm-hmm. and but one thing I know for my family I've seen is that my mom respects my dad so much that that never matters like 
he w- he was never because he was never insecure in that. Like yeah. he was like, I I know our relationship, and I and I know like the respect we have for each other. Mm-hmm. Like that is not the level of like you getting there and me maybe not being there does not mean I'm any less of a man. Yeah. Essentially, mm-hmm. I remember reading somewhere uh, that. Uh, the, the main thing a man is supposed to do for his woman, or read or heard, I forgot, mm-hmm. was supposed to help her be the greatest version of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if okay. a husband has that mindset, or a boyfriend, whoever has that kind of mindset, yeah. then nothing that she does is going to actually come against him because everything that elevates her is going to make her happy. Yeah. So if you can find a guy that has that kind of mindset, mm-hmm. then they're going to push you forward. Yeah. Because when you win, we win. Yeah. And they understand that. Yeah. You know? But when the opposite is going on, then you got it. Got yeah, his basketball. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you got love and basketball. Love and hip hop. Love and hip hop. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That was good. <laughs> so good. Okay. So, kind of my next question, and tell me if I need to rephrase this for you. What is the difference between the way men form friendships when they, with each other, and you feel like the way women form friendships with each other? It's easy, bro. Yeah. I feel like it's easy. Women, you know, they meet, they talk. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? Where are you from? Yeah, oh my gosh, you right, really? Oh, I have that too. You have a dog? Yeah. I have a dog. <laughs> what, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, Pomeranian. Oh my god, <laughs> guys, we gonna watch the sport together. Yeah. I might not know your name. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea where you're I from. I gotta look at you. Who the dog is. Some activity has brought us together. Yep. We are friends. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Your, that's that's so interesting. That so, okay, I that that is interesting. So you don't have to have. There's no need for prior conversation no. ever. Uh-uh. <laughs> there's a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial that captures it perfectly. Yep. Have you seen it? You know what I'm talking about. Which one, one is that? He, he wipes his mouth with the with the ranch sauce. Is that one? No, that was, that was a good one too. Okay. There's one they're watching this game, and it starts off. These two guys are watching the game, and like they go through the whole emotions, and they're like cheering, clapping, they're drinks. Yeah. They're like hugging, crying. At yep. the end of it, they win, and they're celebrating together, and the guy walks off, and then his girl comes up, she's like, who's that? And he's like, I don't know. We are just here watching the game. Yep. But if you watch the commercial, yeah. you're like, they must be, like, best friends yeah. or something, because they're yeah. all in each other's face. They're, like, soothing each other, but it's just they watch the game together. So the next time they see each other, oh, they'll be like, what's up? Hey. Oh. And they'll remember each other, and they will have a good conversation yep. about the game, but a friendship might form, might not, but they will forever be homies. That, that's awesome. Activity. Yeah. Yeah. Activity. Activity. A, a common interest, right? Yeah, and, a common and, interest. And a common interest. Friendships just kind of naturally get yeah. interwoven in mm-hmm. God's relationship. That's what I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies kind of see it, but it takes a little bit more than just a common interest. I, it, it I'll agree with that. Idea. I mean, I'm, I won't speak for all ladies. I'm sure right. ladies will listen to this and be like, that's not me. But I know for me... And I'm super extroverted, obviously. But for me, yeah. I mean, I feel like before, like if I have a conversation with you, like that doesn't mean that we're super tight or we're super close. And that doesn't really necessarily mean that we'll have a relationship after mm-hmm. this conversation. But there has to be some sort of, you know, I get what you're Okay, so next question is um, when a, this was from... Anyways, okay, so the Hold next question is... No, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. This is not for me. Not <laughs> Someone else um, submitted this question, but when a guy of yours tell you, tells you he's interested in a girl, what's the first thing you tell them? When a friend of yours who's a guy tells you you're interested in another girl, Yes. what do you say? Yes. But you know what the girl thinks about him? Or... Okay, we can do that scenario. So, yeah, so you know, you know, what, you know what the girl thinks about him. Do you, like, do you push him to do that? Do you... 
Their faces are so they both looked at each other uh, at the same time and sighed. Uh, depends on the guy. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I feel like. Because what if he thirsty? I mean, what if he like? Uh, <laughs> what if he is just you know really eager to kind of be in a different stage of life? And you know he may come off as aggressive. He may come off as stalkerish. Uh, he may come off as you know a lot of different. So I think the question unattractive. Was, I think the question was given <laughs> to see like, do you guys do guys analyze things? So I feel like sometimes girls, you know, they might be like, "Hey, I'm interested in this guy," and girls would be like, eh, "No, like I don't think either. I don't think this guy." Is good for you, or maybe this is not the right time for you. That kind of thing. Where wow, wait, what? What? I don't know about this. Open this world. Up. Okay, <laughs> where we think, where where I feel like the person asking the question was kind of thinking, do when uh, so Jermaine, if if Terrence is like, hey, I'm interested in the girl, no matter who the girl is, are you guys always rooting for each other? Just go for it, no matter what. Not always. Not always. Okay. Like, if yeah, we not always. just go, you said be honest. Like if she's ugly, <laughs> then you're gonna be like. Man, you sure that's what you want to do? But, 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 what, but that, what if beauty is more than skin deep, Jermaine? And beauty men, to you is not going to be the same. That is true. That's right. Okay, men but with men. That's right. First. That's right. With men, men looks do come men first. Looks do, a, man, a man sees a woman and visually has to like her first before he wants to pursue her. Mm, that's good to know. It's just real, okay? Any man who tell you different is lying. Okay? <laughs> They lie to you. It's just reality. So just they just have to be. They have to visually. That person has to be visually attractive to them. So obviously, right. that's going to be attractiveness yeah. is going to be different. It grows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it can change. Yeah. It's just different from person. But what person. you're saying is that a guy is usually going to think that girl is attractive first. That they're going to before they yeah, pursue. Before you pursue. Right. Hands down. Okay, yeah. that's actually interesting because I would say girls, or at least me and a lot of women I know. I mean, attractiveness is 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 no. Okay, attractiveness is important, but I I have I I know I feel like I know a lot of women who would think about a lot more personality and who they are first before attractiveness hands down. Exactly, all over the place. You don't care how the guy looks. I respect it. (laughs) But you're that is that is good to know. So a guy has to be usually. 90% Always. of the time. 100% of the time. Okay. They have to be attracted Some to Some form that. of attraction. Some Before, form of, of physical attraction. Don't listen to them. They have to be visually attracted. To them. First. To I'm them. trying to be politically correct, Jermaine. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> visually attracted oh, first gosh. and foremost. Okay. But, like I said, attraction can grow and shrink. Okay. So you can see a girl who's fine when you first see her. That's true. And then she starts speaking. her mouth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then you're like, no, oh, she's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Exactly. But the initial exactly. visual. So yeah, you, but the okay. initial visual has to be enough at least. Okay. Um, so your question, I don't know. I feel like to the original question, though. No, for scratch the original question. Okay. I, like, I like my modified question. Oh, all right. Because that answer was something I wanted to know. I've always wanted to know. That's good to know. Keep that in my brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this next question is a more serious question. But as two black men, obviously, so people are listening, these are two great black men. Um, what does it mean for you to protect your identity in manhood in a way where people, in a world where so many people have different, have already preconceived notions or ideas of who you are? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can think about that. Um, and you can think about your own experiences. You can think about like when this, 
when you when you might have really started thinking about it, which is probably at a young age, but yeah. what do you feel like it means for you to protect your identity yeah. and manhood in a world that perceives you, may perceive you in a certain way? I think, I, I'm going to speak for Terrence a little bit on this too, because we're both, in, in, way, in some ways, anomalies okay. for black men, because we're... Youngish, well, I'm youngish. He's still, well, he's young. Maybe you, fool. What you talking about? I said you're young. I'm youngish. Oh, okay, okay. I'm young at heart. He's still actually young. But we're black, young, educated men. No children. Um, it's just not never been to jail. Mm-hmm. Never had any kind of. Uh, you know, you never nothing on you, right? No, no, no. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Bro. Not, yeah. No kind of like record or anything on mm-hmm. us. Uh, so in some ways, we don't fall into the norm. And then we're both in the, well, he's in the professional world. I'm in the teaching professional world now, but I worked in the business world for a little bit. So with all that, you go into it and you, at least at least for me, I knew. I wanted to fight back against the mindset because I know Terrence's experiences where you come up to people and they talk to one person like, hey, how are you doing? And they talk to you and they say, yo, what's up? And it's like, why do I get yo, what's up? Right, why right. does he get, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Why are we talking about rappers? Why are you talking about the stock market over here? Yeah. Like, I know about this too. So, like, yeah. but the issue I had was I didn't want to, uh, I just learned this term, so don't act like I'm new about this. I'm not, I'm not hype. I'm just, I just ran a class academically. I didn't want to code switch. Like, I didn't want to uh, act okay. a different way mm-hmm. because I am naturally kind of ignorant. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. it's kind of okay You say yo what's up to me I don't really mind that much I right. just don't want you to be fake about it Right, right. Exactly. Um, exactly If that's not natural to you Exactly Who's the person exactly. talking exactly. to you Right exactly. So like Even for me This was dumb I would recommend people do this When I was graduating from college I kept my braids Because I wanted to look different mm. Even though I knew I was getting a bachelor's in accounting And it would be much more difficult For me mm. to pursue my degree in there I, like, I don't want to have to look the part To get the job I want to be me Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And still get in here due to me being qualified, me being good enough, me being able to achieve this. I know I can. Right. You just have to give me a chance. And you'll see that someone who doesn't look like how you would expect me to look Mm -hmm. can still be that to try to help. Like, to my way, fight the stereotype. Right. Um, And then I got dreads because of that, too. And then my hairline got bad. So so I just looked the part now. (laughs) But I guess uh, to wrap all that up, like, the hardest part for me is... um, is not feeling like you're cooning. I don't know how else to say yeah, it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I know what I like to do, and I know what I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know it can look on the outside sometimes, like, oh, he's a typical this and this, and it's like, no, it's just this is me. Yeah. But there's other parts to me as well. Yeah. That so you get to know that layer. Yeah. yeah. Get to know me exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. That's something I'm gonna get a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And the Jermaine hit the nail on the head. It's like staying true to yourself because um, it's so tempting. I was at a job uh, when I first got to my uh, previous job. The one of the guys came up to me and say, "Hey, T, how you living, brother?" And he's like coming at me like this. And I see how you interact with, like, all the other white uh, uh, employees there. And I'm just like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, man, like, wait, how, how come you can't, you know, come at me like that? Which thing I'm, I'm going to, like, not receive it or mm-hmm. I'm not going to understand what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, like, you know, so what is that, right? And I, I think, um, you know, I, I think the challenge uh, is saying that, okay, you know, be true to you. Don't I don't have to conform. I don't have to assimilate to this culture uh-huh. uh, to to blend in and fit in. Uh, so I'm going to you know I'm 
I'm not as ratchet as I can be. It depends. If other ratchetness is around me, it kind of, yeah, it kind of, yeah, kind of Jermaine here. I don't know. He kind of, kind of builds my ratchet meter up. Don't do that, like that. Okay, okay. Well, other people in in my circle who pump up my ratchet meter, but for the most part, I'm I'm pretty mellow, pretty like this anyway, pretty pretty chill. But uh, hey, you know, don't like just stereotype me and assume that I'm just some way just by looking at me. You know, that's you know, and or flip side, a negative connotation. I'm this big black dude, and like, man, you're gonna beat me up. Like, I can't talk. I can look in your eye. Like, look me in the eye, man. I'm not gonna like hit you just because you're like different than me or because you dress a certain way. I mean, that's a stereotype that. I don't know where that came from, really, but it's just like, you know, that Debo stereotype. I don't know where it came from, but it's just like, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, just I, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 with myself, and I want others to do the same, you know, just yeah. be real with them, and two real people get together, man, uh, real stuff could happen. Yeah. And how tall are you? Just so everyone. Uh, I'm about 6'5". Six, 6'5". Five. Six, five. Yeah. Your voice get deeper. 6'5", <laughs> yeah, because I'm Debo. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm about... Well, your chain is. <laughs> <I'm about> <laughs> Give me your chain, Jermaine. Damn, no, that's good. I think so. I, I really. Hello, want... Why you ain't asked how tall I am? Oh, how? <laughs> Can you average height, bro? <laughs> They're clowning each other now. How tall are you, Jermaine? I'm six feet. He's six feet. A good six with, feet. With the right shoes on. <laughs> Platform <laughs> shoes. Yes. <laughs> y'all are so tic tac shoes that you had one other day. <laughs> but um, I like I like that y'all talked about that because um, I think I mean obviously being black men in our world is I mean it's difficult and different. But I just I like talking about the whole like people talking to you differently. Um, I think for me, so naturally the way I talk, people start to assume things about me because they're like oh she must not be this or she must not be black enough or all these other things so I mean I just think it's I think it's interesting on the opposite end how you guys were just saying that you know people kind of giving you I don't I don't even know how to say it what they what they assume is to be yeah. how African Americans should talk right. essentially right. Um, how they should talk and then assuming that and then coming up to you saying those things even though they naturally don't say those in conversation yeah. right. and right. how that do you think those, or can you talk a little bit how those, maybe even from like a younger age, so like going back, 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 mm-hmm. how those stereotypes might, might have affected any sort of, if they have any sort of insecurity to you in your life or any sort of struggle you've had in your life at all? Yeah. Have they or not yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I jump into this too. So growing up in New Orleans, uh, if you know anything about New Orleans, New Orleans, one of New Orleans' nicknames is the Chocolate City. Uh, AKA Cutthroat City, right? So my mom, you know, kind of sheltering me a bit. Uh, I really didn't go out too much with friends as, as a little kid because even as a little kid, uh, the kids in the neighborhood were talking about jump jumping someone, uh, talking about. What part of New Orleans did you live in? Uh, I stayed uh, uptown, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. like a, a Washington Avenue at, at Broadmoor area, kind of. Barely not. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was just curious. Okay. I know some I think it's called, it called like, like the 12th Ward. Kind of one of like the okay. lesser known wards. Yeah, yeah. It ain't the 9th Ward or 17th. Yeah, that's yeah, the big ones, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. 17 wasn't near far, though. <laughs> and Holly Grove and all that, that was not. <laughs> I could throw a rock and it almost hit it. So, yeah. Um, no, but the stereotype would be like, oh, well, 
Oh, Terrence, like, you know, why you ain't going out or mm. why you ain't, why you, man, man, look how you sound, man. You ain't talking with slang and da 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 Man, you ain't this and da 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 Man, you need to come roll with me, man, and come around me, and I'll get you right. I'm like, you know, because even, like, within, like, black culture, even growing up, there was, like, the pressure to be like, okay, you're black. Now, you know, do the part, right? You know, play the part mm-hmm. as, a, as a black young man. Yeah. Uh, so now going, getting older, uh, going through school and um, various different um, professional um, spaces, yeah. it's like I still kind of in the back of my mind kind of thinking about that and kind of, you know, saying, okay, well, all right, what does a black man do here? What does a black man do there? And then it got to a point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to school with everybody. I'm going to school with the whole world. So I'm kind of picking up stuff from everybody. Yeah. Mixed it with a little bit of my own home brew ratchetness, uh, kind of, kind of putting it together, and it's like you know what, this is who I am. So I may, it may not, the finished product may not be just this ratchet. You know, I'm from the 17 year me. Uh, you know, you know, uh, cutthroat city CTC. You know, all of that. I may not sound like that, but at the same time, to believe it, it's in there. You know, thank, you know, you know, thank God for the cross. You know, you know, Amen, Hallelujah. Um, but. But for, but for the most part, it's just being, it's, uh, you know, just really accepting and just, like, saying, you know what, this is who I am. I don't care what even my own culture says I should be, like, this, this, is, this, yeah. this is me, yeah. you know. So, That's yeah. good. That's sweet. What about? Yeah, for me, like, because I grew up, I grew up, we, we went to San Antonio, we stayed on the east side of San Antonio first. Yeah. Which is considered the black side of town. Yeah. And my dad was like, we need to move. Um, so we moved to the northwest side which is like the uber white side of town. Yeah. And it was the first time actually in my life because being military, we had lived on bases and mm-hmm. it's, it's diverse living in military. I remember coming to elementary school in third grade and it was the first time that I noticed that I was the only black student. Yeah. Before then, you kind of had a group. It was mixed. You just didn't be picking up. And I remember coming in my classes and looking around and being like, this is different. It's just yeah. me. And then looking through the school and being like, there's, there's four? Like, yeah. there's four of us in this whole school? Yeah. And like the different feeling that the way I got treated the first time I called n-word was third grade after that um and it was just it was different in trying to find my identity in that case because then it was as I got older it's like am I being true to myself because I didn't have examples around me yeah. um so then my uh model became BT which was not a good oh, model God. <laughs> um, black <laughs> yeah so as I got to high school, there was this whole kickback of trying to find where you are and that and right. doing stupid, ignorant stuff for no reason, but not no. far enough to get Chinky. in trouble because I had good parents, thankfully, <laughs> who would not let me go down that road right. uh, of being too far. Plus, I didn't want to anyway. I didn't want to play basketball. Mm-hmm. So it really was like college when I started to really warp my day like I wanted it to and just yeah. really be me because even with that, I got introduced to things like in third, well, not in third grade, middle school, my favorite song was Don't Speak by No Doubt. Mm-hmm. Um and then second was like uh, Biggie Hypnotized. Yeah. So I was all over the place on music and on things yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked. I loved volleyball and loved basketball. Like, yeah. I was very yeah. mixed yeah. upbringing in a good way, but it was hard to find out how that actually looked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, really late, no, not even late high school, I'm lying. College, when I actually got saved mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. was when I just didn't care no more. I was like, I'm just going to yeah, be me. Yeah. And I like what I like. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what really helped settle me to just be me. Yeah. And that's when I was able to really establish my identity and. In it, there's just all sorts of things that flow out of it. I don't really care what other people think for the most part. That's good. That's good. I loved, I've loved everything you guys have said. Um, I think you both of you kind of said for y'all when you got saved. So mm-hmm. people, I mean, listening, when you essentially gave your life to Jesus, right, right. a lot of those identity 
things shifted for yeah, you right, exactly. and changed for you, which I think is really important for people to hear um, because I think a lot of times, um, I just think a lot of times that all these all these different factors in our life that affect our identity, sometimes we don't even realize how much it's affecting and like shifting mm-hmm. our minds until we are like until we do encounter Jesus, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, like I've been so consumed by like trying to look this way for these people, trying to look this way for these people, trying to look this way for this culture, trying to look this way for this culture. And really there's, there's one, one person that the Lord's created. Like he's created me and the way he's created me Mm -hmm. and created you the way he's created you. And like, that's, that is what he wants us to represent and like what he wants us to see. And so it's just very interesting that like a lot of that shifted for y'all. When y'all got saved. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I feel like you're brewing something. That's yeah, why I, I am. I am. <laughs> when Jermaine kind of mentions like some of his musical taste. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, you know. I guess I could have said this about fun fact too. But uh, you know, growing up around you know, my mom, they really uh, listen to rap music, right? So back then, Cash Money, No Limit was in the peak, right? Uh, my cousins, my yeah, it was. Ooh. Nah, uh, you know, yeah, hey, not not. Whoo, nah, boy, yeah. Throw up your soldier egg, all that. Anyway, um, but I kid you not, when I started listening to music and really started like wanting to like follow, you know, the whole musical trend, my very first band that I that I liked. Oh man, this is real, y'all. Backstreet Boys. I I, I was a huge, Oz. I was a huge, I was a huge Backstreet Boys back. Man, oh, man, now look, okay. hey, look, 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 look. I'm, I'm tracking with you. No, no. So yeah, so that was like you know, like you know, mom said, hey, no, don't listen to this one like that. Like, well, what can I listen to? So I'm I'm looking at Fox and all this, you know, Fox for Kids, and I picked it up. Yeah, and hey, Jermaine shaking your head. You have my no doubt. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, that's way better than Backstreet. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that's a that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. But anyway, you know, so. So, uh, you know, just kind of just thinking about that is just like, man, could I have shared that with like my friends back then? Nope. So I, I straight up, I straight up said, I, and, I, and again, don't get me wrong, I was still, I, I still like, you know, Soldier Rag and, you know, and, uh, you know, back, you know, back, all that kind of stuff. I still liked all that is for, for real. But, um, but, but yeah, so I mean, that's just, that was a part of me too, you know, so yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it's interesting that both of y'all too, which I think happens a lot, is had this tug of war of like, so, one minute you were with essentially in scenarios where people looked like you. Mm-hmm. The next minute you were not in scenarios where people didn't look like you. Mm-hmm. And so there was yeah. always this waging waging of war. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of African Americans in general. I mean minorities, but I'm speaking for African Americans because I am one. Mm-hmm. Um, wage this war of like we have to fit into one category here or fit into another category here, mm-hmm. where I feel like not necessarily in majority courts culture all the time they ever have to like fight that battle and so i just think that's interesting because that's my experience that's y'all's experience is like fighting these different battles like in one part of my life i have to be i'm around more people that look like me and so there's this there's this i don't know way i feel feel like i have to be whether they pressure me or not and then obviously in other settings it's like well i need to like advance in this arena or mm-hmm. um or honestly stay alive not like actually stay alive but metaphorically stay alive in this arena to like keep up with them so i need to act a certain way so yeah. there's always just the shifting and waving of war of things you know what i mean 
I hate that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. But, I, I it, but it's though, like but it's like it, something like, you have to. I feel real, like, and real. I I don't know. Yeah. I may have to fight that my whole life. It's just like this battle of like, okay, what am I supposed to be in this scenario? What am, right. I just feel like as I'll just say, but as African Americans, we always have to figure out what we have to be in what setting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. how we have to act in what setting. Exactly. And I think that's really hard. And I think right. that growing up, that's. So hard to have to pick identities all the time because it feels like all eyes are on you all the time, yes. no matter which group you're in. Because I've been in a group with my white brothers and sisters, and I may say something to do something that's just like, "Oh, this is me," but they may be kind of like, you yeah. know, culturally like they like kind of looking at me like, "What oh, is that? What is going on?" Like, here? Exactly, like, what is going on? I'm like, I, I mean, so I have to kind of like translate it and do something else that's kind of more. I don't know. I don't know what's the word, but it's more like, you tone know. Down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tone down. Yeah. Like <laughs> tone down. Okay, it and it's like, down. oh, okay. I can digest that. <laughs> Continue with what we're doing. Like, you know. I had a friend. Oh, God. I thought it was funny. He was chilling with us. And uh, my, most of my friends are black. I tried not to make that happen. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and we was all hanging out at the house. And this guy was white. And he said afterward, he was like, it was almost like y'all unwinded. And I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He was like. Everyone got more relaxed and different, and like it was just a different atmosphere. And I was like, we acted the same, but in my mind, I didn't even think about the reality when we all got together. Like we could just let out more, we cut up more, and it's just the atmosphere allowed for it. Mm-hmm. When we were out, we couldn't do that, and it was it was just ingrained almost. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me, and I'm like, dang, is that wrong? But then it's like this is a fight of like. Doing that, is it going to benefit? Because if you do do that and it doesn't benefit, then you, I don't know if you watch, you, do you watch Insecure? I, I do watch Insecure, but I have, I'm behind, so. Okay. This was the first season. There okay. was an episode where they had this ratchet receptionist. Yeah. She kept going off. Another girl was trying to give her a hand, like, hey, you need to tone it down. She's like, I'm going to beat me and do me. And she got fired. Okay. <laughs> Two weeks. I don't even Because she was doing the most. And I was like, that, see, that's a difference. Like, so. That's, that's the hard part of trying to be true to yourself <laughs> in it, but still not. Right, right. Like I understand exactly what you mean, but you need to. You're trying to advance. Yeah. And the right. world calls for right. different atmospheres. Call for different personalities. Sadly. Right. So, and I think too, like yeah. even bringing it, even when I come into, I feel like my faith and my walk, and I feel like there's also this idea that even. Like faith, like when you become a believer, it looks a certain way. God is who he is because he can go across all cultures. So uh, I can right. still yeah. be culturally yeah. me right. or whatever. Like I can still be me and what yeah. my culture embraces exactly. basically mm-hmm. and love Jesus. Yeah. Like, right. you know, because he created that. Like he right. didn't create us. Okay. Once we all get saved, now we all like look and act and like, right. like all the same music and do right. all the same things uh-huh. and talk all the same and you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think that sometimes is, I knew that was something I learned later in life mm. to accept. Because I think when I initially started walking with the Lord or even just in my whole like beginning of Christian journey, I was like, okay, now that I'm saved, all these things needed to change. And I started to think things needed to change that were um, native to who I am as a person and culturally yeah. that were wrong. Yeah. But, no, that was, you know what I mean? Um, anyways, I say all that to say that's something I've learned now. And I don't know if that's something, like, y'all have had, y'all have gotten to learn is, you know, being saved and um, knowing Jesus embraces who you are right. and embraces who you are. Culture. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between, like, things that are legitimately wrong and things that are part of your culture that 
just maybe this person doesn't understand. Right. Yeah, okay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. Like uh, like yelling at a graduation, right? You know, every they say, put the horns away, please. No horns, no clappers, no none of that. You know darn well the Johnson family yeah. in the left corner, row three. Yeah. As soon as they hear Davis. Xavier Williams, hey! <laughs> You know, all of that. You know, and I mean, you know what? Three names. (laughs) You know, and like even like the the PA guy is just like, you know what? Throw it out the window. I go. I ain't gonna even announce it again. They even like, you know, whatever. But yeah, I get But that's you know, but he's like looking around like, what y'all do? You know, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly yes. That's good. Um, do you have anything to add to that? No. That was good. Okay. So I'm going to ask you all the two questions that I ask everybody at the end. Every right. guest. Okay. And y'all have been so great. I've loved this. Y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. Thanks for having me, Margaret. Y'all have been awesome. so great. Okay, so the two questions I ask. Well, the first one is, if you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive, they can be famous, they don't have to be famous, it could be your neighbor, anyone, who would it be and why? Mm. I know mine. Okay, I, I, I cheated. Okay, uh, for me, it's Bill Russell. Okay, why? Um, the reason why for me personally, because at first when I was thinking about this, I'm glad I listened. Cause I was like, ooh, my first answer would be Michael Jordan. I was like, I don't want to eat lunch with Michael Jordan, <laughs> but I love Michael Jordan. But it's just because I want to meet him. But I'm like, I don't want to glean from Michael. Okay, Jordan. yeah. Bill Russell, because Bill Russell came in an era that was a very different time. So I love to hear and um, and I love to hear stories and input from people who were successful in the time when America was very segregated and racist. Yeah. Especially black men or whoever. Any kind of minority. Yeah. Because I love to hear how they still was able to overcome because they they had a glass ceiling that was set very low Mm -hmm. and to achieve anything at that time was, I mean, truly tremendous. Second, because I want to coach basketball, Uh I would love to hear the mindset behind his winning Mm. because much more in basketball, bigger than than the X's and O's, there's a mindset that goes into winning and he's one of the biggest winners of all time. He won 11 championships and even though you other people say the league was watered down, huge parentheses around that, to win 11 of them is still incredible. Yeah. And to do it like how he did, I mean, yeah. he beat some fantastic players. Right. I would love to hear his mindset on why and how he did that. Mm. So that's my reason. Bill Russell. Good. Bill okay. Russell. Terrence, you got one? Yes. Well, I'm going to also stay in the famous person uh, cool. lane here. That's good. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, our former president, Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would oh, just old Beasy, you know. Why would you want uh, to? I mean, there's so many so reasons many why, reasons why you know. Think, I'm, I'm just thinking about, and then actually kind of going along with our topic today. But um, just a pioneer's mindset, mm-hmm. right? Because right now, you know, I'm pioneering, uh, you know, uh, in business. Teach us fried chicken on well, Instagram. No. T- uh, you can follow me at Teach us fried chicken. Yes, we're gonna pop, plug that uh, at the so, end. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, just. Having the opportunity to uh, sit down with a pioneer, especially uh, with all the history that America has gone through in terms of segregation and, you know, integration and all of that. And then still being uh, the most powerful man in the free world. uh, How did he maneuver through all of that? Through I know he had to maneuver through a bunch of hoops, uh, (laughs) both internally and, you know, uh, within himself and also the... Uh, people around him. So uh, just knowing that, that me, myself, also do that, right? You know, just having just the internal, well, can I do this? Can I do that? Um, 
type of a mindset and right. then having people on the outside like oh well again like oh Terrence well you're a black man doing this and like are you sure you know or well, well they may think that I'm a black man and I can't do this or that I should be doing that uh, you know just having somebody who just say you know what I want to run for the United States I want to run for the presidency no well Jesse Jackson did but nobody <laughs> <laughs> that's a long story uh, but no, uh, uh, you know, and no black man has ever been president, yeah, and just and being in someone and just breaking those, just breaking yeah. barriers. That's I'm all about that. You know, I believe that um, you know someone like him, and actually, you know, I'm you know, talking about you know Jesus. Jesus was also a barrier breaker, mm-hmm. a pioneer. So, yeah. uh, so, so I see. Not, 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 I'm not saying Obama's not Jesus. Now, don't, don't know what I'm not saying, but just someone along that line set yeah. of just breaking barriers and being a pioneer of doing something that, that's never been done before and like yeah. you know just getting inside their mind and just understanding like the whole process with that so that's cool those are good ones but like how are you gonna say you want to eat lunch for Obama and then plug son of fried chicken bro so that's the whole point, man. We coming back to that. We coming back <laughs> to that. The whole point. You can't talk about Obama and fried chicken in the same sentence. Yes, bro. you can. How you can? How, how can I do that? How am I doing that? <laughs> you know. Next question. Everybody else will do it. <laughs> <laughs> that campaign. They, 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 they was out that bad boy like this. <laughs> Big old sign. <laughs> bro, that business man. Look, no shame. <laughs> I cannot. Okay, so the next question. If you, well, it's kind of like a more of a statement. So this is the part where. I love encouragement, so y'all are going to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you could encourage anyone right now, um, briefly mm-hmm. <laughs> encourage them as if they were sitting right in front of you. So um, if you can say their name, depending on what you're encouraging them, then say But if you can't, I understand. But yeah, so you're going to pick a person. You're going to encourage them on the podcast. All right. Yeah. So you want to go For first? For me, it's my baby sister, Renee. Renee. Um, and if I have to say anything to her, it's just that we see you. We love you. We love who you are. Love you. Move forward in that. Like you are an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Like we just we just hope and pray that she'll just be happy with who she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when she really gets there, she'll see that other people be happy with her too. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that we love her, we see you. Always here for you, baby. Yep. Mm. Yay, Renee! I hope you listen to this. I hope she does. Too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Terrence. All right, uh, I would have to sh- shout out to my roommate Duncan. Uh, you know, he's going on a mission trip, so I just want to say, hey man, you know, uh, God's giving you everything uh, for life and godliness, man. You go forth and uh, yeah, just you know, don't go in yourself, man. Just go uh, in His name and not your own. Uh, and the words to say and the you know the relationships that'll form uh, on while on the trip uh, that'll all be in His hands. All you do is just be hands and feet and let God take care of the rest. So uh, yeah, be encouraged with that, bro. He's going to uh, Nepal. Nepal. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yay, Duncan, I hope you listen to this. Yeah. He said he would, so that, that's why, that's especially why I gave him a shout out. <laughs> so, yeah, so. <laughs> All right, okay, we're signing off. Say last word. One last word to the people. That Backstreet Boys, everybody's song, did jam, though. Yeah, I, see, I told you. Okay. I told you. I told you. Appreciate y'all. Teach Ass Fried Chicken, Instagram, Facebook page coming soon. Yes. Yes. T chat. This is so good. T chat. Wait, hold on. Here you go. Here you go. Got a card. Terrence T chat fried chicken. Follow his Facebook page. What's your Facebook page? Uh, Facebook page is being built, but Instagram is T Chats Fried Chicken. T Chats Fried Chicken, yes. Yeah. He makes really good fried chicken, y'all. And he lives in Houston. Really so if you're really in Houston, you wanna if 
Do you do deliver? Uh, I do. I am working with uh, I'm working with Favor actually. Okay. Uh, so I, I work with Favor, but um, for in the meantime though, uh, I personally deliver. So it depends on where you at now. So just just okay, just, so just call me and beyond I'll, Houston, I'll we're, we're still working on that. Exactly. No, <laughs> we're still figuring that out. So yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you guys.